The Reese's Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl are both this week, meaning a couple of youths have an opportunity to raise their draft stock and Britton Covey is Super Bowl bound. All that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I want to thank all of you who helped us reach 900 subscribers on YouTube. Your guys' support means the world to us here at Locked On Utes, so we can't thank you guys enough for that. would love to interact with you guys on the YouTube comments as well as on social media. You can follow me at JT Wistersill, or you can follow the show at Locked On Utes. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment matter more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is JT. He was still a former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, joining me is Dante Guardi of Ute Zone. And Dante, this is a fun time of the year for Utes because they get an opportunity to get a couple of their guys on the NFL stage. And how do you do that? Step one after declaring is stand out amongst the best guys who are also draft eligible. And these guys have an opportunity to do that this week in the East-West Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl. I think it's a great opportunity. There's two Utes in each one for the Senior Bowl. It's Dalton Kincaid and Braden Daniels. Then for the Shrine Bowl, Tavion Thomas and Mahmoud Diabate. Great opportunities for both these guys and i think these bowl games are such great things that give these guys chances to spotlight their talents amongst the, a lot of other talented college players yeah you know uh the two in the in the senior bowl are dalton kincaid and uh, and brayden daniels and both of those players obviously were tremendous at utah brayden daniels holding it down um really doing a great job blocking and keeping cam rising safe uh blocking his blind side which is obviously a huge thing um at the college level and then obviously we all know what dalton kincaid did uh that game against usc was monumental instrumental to uh what utah accomplished this season because without that win utah wouldn't have found themselves in the pac-12 championship game and obviously there were some some more moments throughout the regular season that really stuck out um with dalton and even going back to last season or well two years ago now technically i mean he scored in the rose bowl that game time touchdown obviously scored in the pac-12 championship game i mean he made a plethora of just tremendous plays over the course of his career so these two have definitely earned their stripes and the senior bowl is a great place uh, to display your abilities and really work your way up those draft boards. We mentioned it before the show. We were just talking about some guys who have done that before. We saw a defensive end boy and Mafia out of Minnesota really mm-hmm. dominate uh, senior bowl practicing, see his name, shoot up draft boards. We also saw Javon Kinlaw, who played yesterday on the 49ers. Uh, he was another one of those players coming out of South Carolina, just a freak athlete who I guess didn't really get a chance to show what he was all about um, during the regular mm-hmm. season. Goes senior bowl, dominates, and sees his name shoot up draft board. So it'll be interesting to see if – Brandon Daniels or Dalton Kincaid were to have that sort of um, response to their senior bowl performances. I don't really think so, honestly, because the both of them were both extremely good in the regular season. You know, I think everyone kind of knows their game. Um, there's not much to really like improve on because they were both just so dominant. Like I don't think Brandon Daniels allowed a sack. And if he did, it came in the very last game in the Rose bowl. Like he was mm-hmm. extremely locked down at left tackle. And then obviously, I mean, every time you turned on Utah football, if there was a big game on Dalton Kincaid was out there making plays. So I'm pretty sure neither, neither of those two guys are under the radar, really, but um, they could definitely see their draft stock improve. You know, we've, we've seen Dalton being mocked in the first round right now. Yeah. I don't believe he'll be in, like, that top 
like anywhere in the, like the top 15, but like, I, mm -hmm. I totally could see him getting drafted in that, in that like 21, 27, 15, Absolutely. 21 range, because I mean, that's where he's being mocked. And, you know, with a good performance at the senior bowl throughout practice and during the game itself, he could really see that number shoot up because I mean, I think he is still kind of an underrated athlete, like the stuff yeah. that he does, like how fluid he is when he goes up and tries to catch a contested pass or just, making a guy miss an open field. You know, he is a tremendous athlete and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So if there's an area of his game where I could see people kind of buying in on because of the senior bowl, it would be there. And then with Brain Daniels, his NFL status is kind of up in the air just because he's done so many different things at Utah. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. a bad thing. It's more of a good thing because we've seen him play guard. We've seen him play tackle. We've seen him do a lot of different things at Utah and do all those things at a very high level. So I think this for the senior bowl is going to be kind of where NFL teams can kind of see where they think Brain Daniels would fit in their roster rather than do we want to draft this kid or just do we see him as more of a guard or a tackle? And that's going to kind of make or break some things. Maybe if he's a third round draft pick, a second round draft pick, maybe, maybe even a fourth round draft pick, things of that sort. But you know, with Brandon Daniels, I mean, his footwork is fantastic. Uh, his arms, you know, as soon as he locks onto somebody, they're pretty much not getting out of there, even though he's a little mm -hmm. bit undersized, a little bit slower, but still really great feet, really good body control. And overall, he just did a tremendous job um, on that Utah offensive line as both a run blocker. And we saw him get really good as a pass blocker towards the end of his career as well. So a really great um, all around offensive lineman who can do a lot of different things on a lot of different parts of your offensive line. Yeah, I think when you talk about the senior bowl, look, this is the cream of the crop. If you got if you get invited to the senior bowl, this is the one we see the guys if they decide to turn down, right? If they're going to go pro um, to get the East West Shrine Bowl is still a great opportunity for these guys, but it is a step down from the senior bowl. So starting with the senior bowl, I think you make a lot of great points. First, Dalton, what's at stake for him in this? I think he does have an opportunity to make himself a first round pick. I think if you go out all week long and the thing that's most important with the senior bowl, I think a lot of people, the Reese's senior bowl game is, I believe this Saturday, the, that the game actually isn't the most important thing where you want to stand out or in the practices. A lot of the scouts actually go home before the game because if you're a good enough player. You, we talked about a bunch of those guys. They will literally stay like, oh, you don't need to practice anymore this week. Like we, we think you're really good and you'll have a probably going to be a first round pick like that has happened before at the senior bowl. That's what Dalton will have a chance to do is to go out there, shine in those one-on-one -on -one opportunities on the outside. See if he can create that separation against top defense to still continue to do his thing overall. It was a bummer that he wasn't healthy to go against Penn state, but look, this is a guy we saw what he did against USC, all the other games. I think people know what he's capable of, but still helps to do it against the other guys you're going to be seeing in the NFL and you're vying for that draft position for. So I really think if Dalton has a strong week to me, he'll have a chance to be a first round pick as you were talking about us, but Daniel Jeremiah, I believe had mocked to the chargers in the twenties. And even if Dalton doesn't test outstandingly at the combine, I think anyone who would knock Dalton for that. And I expect Dalton is to test. Well, honestly, I don't think he's going to be like some unbelievable runner in the 40 or anything like that, but guy gets open and guys make plays. One guy I remember who fell because he didn't test so well in the combine was Orlando Brown. He is now the left tackle for a team in the super bowl. So I'd say he's a pretty good football player. So that's where I think sometimes these GMs and things get caught up and lost in the numbers. It's an important to remember the player themselves so except for Dalton I think it's a great opportunity for him to continue to shine and do some things in those one-on-one -on -one opportunities lining up in the slot maybe get some looks against some corners to see if he can create separation get open that's an opportunity for him to get himself in the first round now looking at Braden Daniels I think for me Braden is a guard at the NFL I just think when you look at you mentioned the size a little bit thing and he's the struggles against Penn State a little bit I don't know how he'd hold up against guys like Von Miller on a consistent basis now with the way the NFL is changing you're going to get matched up with some of those guys if you're an interior offensive lineman but 
I think he's going to be really good guard in the NFL. And I think he's the guy who has an opportunity to cement himself as a day two pick at the senior bowl. I think if he was to struggle at the senior bowl, that's when he could tumble and be a day three guy. But I think if he has a really strong senior bowl week, looks really good in one-on-ones offensive and defensive linemen, one-on-ones is one of the most important things at the senior bowl. When you get those high offensive linemen going against the top defensive linemen too, those are things NFL scouts put a lot of stock in. So I think it's a great opportunity for him to get back at guard because he's been a tackle for the past two years. So settle in at that guard spot and gets reps there against some of the toughest defensive tackles. And I think if he shines and does his thing because you know he can pass protect because he did so as an outside tackle. So you know kicking into guard, that's not going to be an issue. And we know he's strong enough as a run blocker too, to your point, Dante, as you were talking about, to get it done. So I think it's a great opportunity for both these guys to really evaluate their stock. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any way to disagree with what you're saying. I completely agree. I do think, though, that, like, I think there's a lot more room for Dalton to make up. Like, I think he could see himself, like, go up like crazy. But I also think that there's a lot more to lose for for Braden Daniels just because when you get into Mm -hmm. that kind of day two, day three mix, it just becomes just a big jumble. And it's like guys that are seventh-round picks for another team could have been a fourth-round pick. You know, when you get into that range, it just all comes down to fit. And teams taking a chance, you know, when you're when you're talking about the first round, it's like these are the the spectacular athletes who are going to be on an NFL team no matter where they go. Like these guys are just absolute studs. They will find a home on an NFL roster. Whereas day through, whereas like the end of day day two, start of day three, it's more just a jumble. And who fits well? Who can we kind of plug and play here and and kind of work with? Who fits our system the best? And if Brand Daniels isn't able to have the best uh, the best uh, Senior Bowl practice practice week, best Senior Bowl game. Um, all those sorts of things. And he, he could find himself slipping a little bit, but I also do think that he could find himself moving up a little bit. Like right now, I think I'd probably evaluate him as like a, like a third round, yeah. third round draft pick, probably like more, more of like a high second round, maybe low mm-hmm. first round sort of thing. But yep. like I said, both those guys can change. You know, you never know what you can see because this is where it really stands out. You know, obviously within a game, within film, within the all 22 that you see during the regular season, it gives you a great sample size. But now with the senior bowl, like all eyes are on you. And when you're going through those one-on-ones against another elite player who is being mocked in a similar situation as you, it it gives you a very good chance to kind of break loose and and really make a great impression on a lot of NFL GMs, which I think that we'll be able to see with these two because they are both very underrated athletes. I do think that with both of them, their athleticism is kind of one of those things that is 100% there but doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. Maybe more so with Brandon Daniels just because he's a little bit slimmer as an offensive lineman, it's more noticeable when he's able to move around really well um, at left tackle and at guard and all the other positions that he's played. But then with Dalton, it's like you look at that USC game, like he made so many guys miss tackles. It was it was wild. And then you look at that. He made two catches. He made the one on, on the sideline. He made the one yep. over the middle where he just showed his bunnies. And it was like you could tell that the guy had a basketball background. So, I mean, these are both two very good athletes, two guys that I think can definitely see their stocks raise um, after the after the senior bowl kind of kind of wraps up. And those one-on-ones are really going to be the big thing um, for them this week, because that's where you can really gain the most separation on your competition because everyone knows, I mean, the NFL, it's basically the survival of the fittest, right? Yep. You're, you're not going to, you're, you're, you're not really perfecting your game. You're trying to do things that other guys can't to give yep. you a chance. It's just every single guy you're trying to just hop over the next guy until you can make it to the top. And I think a senior, the senior bowl is a fantastic place to do that for both of these players. You mentioned too how the second and third rounds kind of the talent can get all mumbled. Then one of the things that helps some of those guys rise to the top is if you buy their work ethic and the presence they're going to be in the locker room. And I think when some of these guys get in those interview rooms, which there's a lot of interviews during the senior bowl week, talk with guys, get to know them better. There's going to be a number of people who start to have man draft crushes on Dalton Kincaid, on Braden Daniels, because they're just guys who do whatever it takes to help their teams win, get it done. They're going to be a lot of people that are going to be 
biting at the chance or fight pounding the table in those draft rooms saying, Hey, we need to get this guy. This is one of our guys we want in this program. So a great opportunity for both those guys to evaluate their stock. And if you guys want, you can actually watch the senior ball all week long. Basically it's on NFL network. I believe they televise the practices. So if you guys are curious to see how Braden, how Dalton are checking out, make sure you guys head over and look into those senior bowl practices. Also locked on has you covered at the senior bowl locked on is heading to the senior bowl. Get inside an analysis from hosts that cover the NFL's next generation from college to on their way to the NFL. Find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 7 o'clock Utah time. Also want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. With FanDuel Sportsbook, you guys have a great opportunity as they are now the official sports betting partner of the NFL to cash in on a great offer because with FanDuel Sports, you can download FanDuel. They're easy to bet, and you can now bet their super, play their Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, and you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown. The Super Bowl matchup is set, Chiefs versus Eagles, so make sure you guys head over to FanDuel Sportsbook. Their app is safe and secure and super easy to use best of all you can get paid in your winnings instantly so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL Dante Reese's Senior Bowl isn't the only kind of senior bowl evaluation kind of draft thing going on this week. Cause you also have the East West shrine bowl and a couple of youths going on in that Artavion Thomas and Mahmoud Diabate. I want to focus on Diabate first, because I think he's the guy who has a chance to go from at the moment. I would venture to say he's probably going to go undrafted at this point. I think if he really shines and shows out and teases some of those athletic things, I think then it's an opportunity for him to put himself in the conversation to be potentially a seventh rounder. I think it'd be hard for him to work up to the six just because he is kind of a tweener a little bit to me of like, he's not an inside linebacker. I think he's better as an outside guy, but he still needs to put on some strength and some muscle to be able to hang with some of those offensive linemen in the running game and not just be a pass rush specialist, which I feel like right now is what you look at him as. But this is an opportunity too. He, we know he's been working out, gaining weight, has an opportunity to show show some things to these teams. So it would be interesting to see what position he wants to play at in the NFL, where teams see him at in the NFL. I see him as an outside linebacker. I think it's a nice opportunity for him to be able to do the same thing, get in those interviews, show out on the practice field all week. The East-West Shrine Bowl actually put a little more stock into the game because it's not as well attended as the Senior Bowl. So I think it's easier for a lot of these scouts just to flip on their TV and check in on the game and see how guys are doing. So I think that's where this could be a big boost in stock for guys like Diabate Thomas too. But I'm really feeling like the Abate will have himself if he doesn't make himself a chance to get drafted be one a high priority NFL free agent kind of like what we saw with Nephi Sewell last year yeah you know with guys on the front seven I feel like those are the types of players that see themselves like just exploding during these types of processes because a lot of the stats that don't really get recognized or well not not that they don't get recognized that you don't really like realize it during the games is like is like pressures for example like, yep, we talked about I mean, this yesterday with Brian Defua had like 88 pressures in 2021 Goes undrafted. That was a little bit shocking to me, but I do yeah. believe that Mahamu Diabate is faster, more twitchy than yep. Mika Tafu is. And Definitely. while the pressures aren't there, like the win rate is there, things like that, like the little you didn't get the same opportunities that. either. Exactly. Yeah. Like the little things were completely there for Mahamu Diabate. And he really put that on display towards the end of the season. And I think that he's a player that could totally see his draft stock rise, especially at that maybe defensive end, outside linebacker kind of um, mix and match position. 
But I mean, he is a tremendous athlete. Like the, the guy can run, the guy can spin. He has a plethora of pass rushing moves and his, his just side sideline to sideline speed is very good as well. So, I mean, I do think that he's one of those players that we're going to see a lot of tweets about over the course of the Shrine Bowl practice, over, yep. the, over the game, those types of things. I think that he's going to be a player that we see his name rise a pretty fair share, honestly. I think he's one of those players, how I was mentioning earlier, how like that that day three, like rounds five to seven, kind of get jumbled up in talent. And it's like just teams taking shots on kids and kind of like saying, oh, well, we need we need maybe a debt piece at defensive end. Like why not take a shot on, on Mamu Diabata? You know, as long as he can gain a little bit of weight, we might have a diamond in the rough in, in the NFL draft. And I think that he has – um, the profile, the physical profile, the intangibles to become a diamond in the rough later in the draft. So um, with his speed and overall just physical profile, uh, I wouldn't should be shocked to see him get drafted right now. I think he's probably leaning more towards undrafted, but mm-hmm. with a really good week here, which I think he completely can. Yeah. Um, I think that he has a very good chance to, to, um, to work his way into some, into some uh, mock drafts and draft conversations, uh, et cetera. But it all comes down to if he wants to buy in, because I, I do agree with you where, to the, to your point where you were talking about, um, what position he's going to play. If you see him more as a linebacker, defensive end, kind of doing doing a mix of both, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for NFL teams, like seeing where we can fit him in our system and then maybe then taking a shot on him because mm-hmm. if there's just not the right match, it's going to be tough to be on an NFL team because if you're not going there for the thing that you actually want to do and they're picking you for something else, there's just not, not the right chemistry there. But I think if there's a team that needs, say, a really fast speed rusher on the edge, might as well take a shot for him because if you can get him in the weight room and add, I mean, he's 6'4", 220, something along those lines. If you can get him up to 245 maybe, I mean, that's a real good uh, NFL defensive because he's got got some bend to him. Like I said, really twitchy athlete, good spin move, good hands. I mean, he checks all the boxes as a pass rusher, just needs to bulk up a little bit. And then um, in coverage even as a middle linebacker, like those are kind of things that you just master by being on a team for a certain amount of time by – doing your due, due diligence by studying the playbook, things of that sort. Yeah, that so, I mean, question. Even, even as that, like even as a middle linebacker, I could see him making a team somewhere. It just depends on him buying in because all the physical tools are there. All the intangibles are there for him to succeed. And I do really think that he's a player whose name um, could be going up draft boards as this process continues. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, he's, we know he's athletic enough, so that's where it's interesting to see how it shakes out for him. He's not the only one at the East West Shrine Bowl, though, for the Utes, and it's kind of an interesting one. It's Tavion Thomas is here. You know, it was a really weird season, weird end of the season. There's a lot of stuff for Tavion. Um, when you're looking at Tavion's numbers overall in the season, you see 687 rushing yards. You're like, that's not bad, 4.8 yards per carry, but that was kind of a little bit deceptive. I felt like the Stanford game really raised that up. Yeah. I mean, he had 200-yard games. One of them was the first one, and the other one didn't come around all the way till we get to the Stanford game. Obviously, he had 180 yards there. But in the NFL, there's so many versatile backs, right? And you can get them late in the draft. Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs was a seventh-round draft pick, and we saw all the things he was doing for Kansas City in yesterday's game and on the season. And he's a guy who can go out there and catch passes or run the ball well. Tavion is really a two-down back. He had six catches on the season for 43 yards, and that was a career in the, a high in a season during his time in college. There were years he had negative receiving yards. In fact, he had one catch of, I believe, nine yards, and that was already like that one catch for nine yards was the most receiving yards he'd had in the season. He's just not much of a pass-catching back. So when you factor in that, we do, also he wasn't as explosive this season, so how's that going to translate when obviously in the NFL you have to be explosive? And Look, we don't know what was going on inside the locker room. We're not there, but there was obviously a lot of stuff there outside, not just the tragedies he dealt with. We don't know about all those things too, but you don't know about all the other stuff going on in there too. It just was a really strange situation. I have a hard time believing that Tavion is going to – I don't see him get drafted personally right now if we're just talking about in general stock. 
I think it's going to be hard for him to get an undrafted free agent deal too. I think he's just going to have to change and kind of work on work on a couple things. We'll see in terms of his game as well and just kind of how, how he is as a teammate. Now I'll say that we saw him play a lot on special teams and do some of those other things and come back and really show a willingness and a role. So how is that all going to play out? I just, I don't know. As I said, I just, I have a hard time seeing Tavion Thomas getting drafted right now, which I don't think I've said on the show, but that's just the way it kind of is. And I think if you look at the way it played out, Utah fans, and you think about how many good college running backs there are, and also when you're trying to build the team, running back is basically the least important position, at least in my opinion, because you look at how dependent they are on the offensive line success. I have a hard time seeing him getting a chance. And I think this is where guys like him, um, we could talk about this for RJ Huber too. Those are guys who you look at the XFL and all these other USFL, these leagues come in. And I, that's where I kind of see him more so ending up eventually, but look, I hope he proves me wrong and makes the changes and gets an NFL spot. I just don't see it at this moment. I can't disagree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that simply put you, you, you said it best really. Um, I like how you brought up Isaiah Pacheco though, because he's a player. He didn't even average four yards per carry in his senior year, senior year yeah. at Rutgers. So, I mean, it just goes to show you how much these things can absolutely change uh, the way a player is viewed. Because, I mean, like I said, Isaiah Pacheco was averaging 3.9 yards per carry his last season at Rutgers, which is, I mean, not good. Guys that are averaging that, that amount of yards per carry are usually not even getting invited to the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, things like that. So, uh, to see Isaiah Pacheco do that well, I mean, I think it says more about how bad Rutgers' like, offensive line was because yeah. clearly he wasn't the problem because he's doing No way, Rutgers is bad. Um, I know, right? Crazy, <laughs> crazy concept. How, who who would have thought? But um, regardless, with Tavion, I mean, just so many things. And it's like, I don't think he's athletic enough, even if there yeah. were no character issues, to really get get that much consideration. I mean, it's not like the running back class this year is, like, crazy good. You know, you got B. John Robinson at the top, and outside of that, it's a little bit little bit uh, hit or miss. But, I mean, he just doesn't I – don't, I don't think the first step is really there. I mean, it wasn't really yeah. there all last season. There were a couple games where it was like, okay, maybe, like UCLA, that first half, he had a couple of nice runs. And obviously the Stanford game, like you mentioned, he – he obviously uh, made a made a pretty good impact on that game as well, but I mean, just the overall athleticism, I don't really think is there. Um, and there's just not really a role on an NFL team to be like a short down back, to be a goal line back, like in primarily that role. I mean, there's some guys here and there that do a few different things, but like that's, those are pretty niche players for their teams. And it's like you you then you think of maybe him transitioning to like a fullback or something like that. I just don't see that happening. You know, he's not a Kyle Juice check. He's not one of those types of players. These are very niche positions that we're talking about where there's only like three to six good players in the entire league. And I completely agree with you. Running back is definitely the least uh, valuable position on an NFL roster. Unless you're, unless you're Christian McCaffrey, um, yes, Derek Henry, guys people like that, the elite of the elite. But I mean, Tavion Thomas is not one of those players. So nope. uh, the draft process is going to be a little bit, a little bit tricky for him. Uh, he's definitely got to make a good impression on those interviews because you know, when they call out, call Utah and say, how is Tavion Thomas? Uh, the, 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 it definitely wasn't a seamless, seamless fit. Yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how those kind of go about and overall just the entire process, because I think that you look at the character issues, but there are also some some kinks to his game that need to be sorted out. And it's just going to be a really uphill climb for him. And it's going to really battle his character. If he's able to somehow work out a deal and maybe even be drafted, that would be fantastic in my eyes. I'd look at him and say, that's a that's a really, really great, not only player, but like human, you know, being able to battle through all that adversity and, and come out on the right side. But I do definitely think he'll get a shot on a on a, at a mini camp. Something like that. I mean, TJ Pledger was signed to a mini camp last year. So I, I do think Tavion can. I mean, they were on the same team, and Tavion was obviously yes. the one that outperformed. Uh, TJ was not bad by any means. He was a fine player, uh, made some really good plays. And he has the record for the longest run in Utah history, too. So that's kind of funny. But um, regardless, he'll get a shot at a mini camp. He'll, get a, he'll be an undrafted free agent, I think. But getting drafted is going to be a really big uphill battle. And if he's able to pull it off, um, that would be fantastic for him because 
Uh, that's that would be the only way I could really see him making a roster where it's like if the team were to actually spend a draft pick on him, then they'd feel the need to kind of keep him around because I simply just don't think his game is really fit for the NFL. I don't think he his vision also I don't think is like fully there. I think that there were, mm-hmm. there were times when he could have taken a separate route and kind of just ran to the back of an offensive lineman instead. Or and like I said, his first step just isn't as as explosive yeah. as a lot of these other NFL backs. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the process treats Tavion Thomas. But as of right now, I'm on the same page as you. I think he'll be an undrafted free agent, probably not going to end up getting drafted. Yeah, it feels like it's trending that way. But either way, it's an exciting week for all these users. They do have an opportunity to raise their stocks. Also, we want to talk about an opportunity you guys have to raise something in terms of money for you guys and build up some savings with our friends at UCCU. Let UCCU make your family's dream of owning a home come true by making it more affordable. Right now, UCCU is offering a low-rate 7- and 10-year arms with rate inflation protection. An adjustable rate mortgage, or ARM for short, comes with an initial low rate of 7- to 10 years. After that, it adjusts to a rate that flows fluctuates based on the market that advantage of an arm is that it comes with an initial rate that's lower than a conventional mortgage and with the lower rate an arm gives you more purchase power than a traditional mortgage in fact you get up to 10 percent more house with an adjustable rate mortgage for the same payment as a conventional loan plus an adjustable rate mortgage can make qualifying for a mortgage loan easier for first-time home buyers to learn more or simply get an arm so you can simply visit uccu.com and select the arm that works best for you or stop by any uccu branch uccu love where you bank dante to close this one out last week we were talking about how great it was that a season Devin lloyd had and a great opportunity britain covey had playing in the nfc championship game and now we can say britain covey has a chance to play in the super bowl from returning kicks kickoffs in the rose bowl to going down to Arizona now, State Farm Arena Stadium. I honestly just forgot what, it's, what the State Farm Stadium is called, but that's where the Super Bowl is. And it's a great opportunity for Britton Covey there. It was great seeing him. We get an opportunity on a couple of those punts yesterday. They put Devontae Smith back there a few times every time. I love Devontae Smith. I mean, the Heisman winning wide receiver, but I was like, no, this is Britton's moment. I want Britton returning all of the kicks out here. I'm so happy that he gets this opportunity. I, you love when great things happen to great people, and Britton Covey is definitely that. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I was watching the game yesterday. I was a little disappointed with the with the blocking there from the Eagles. You know, there every time yeah. they seemed like he was returning a punt, there were two 49er defenders like right in his face. Mm-hmm. It's like you give him no other option than, than the fair catch. So um, it wasn't it was a little bit disappointing to not see him like make a make a huge impact, but just awesome to see him out there. Like I still can't fathom yeah. the fact that like Brent Covey is fielding punts for the Eagles who are now in the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I turned on my TV. It's like just crazy seeing him out there in those colors in the NFL doing what he's doing. It's it's fantastic. He's making, giving the University of Utah a fantastic reputation while he's at it. A class act, nothing short of that. Um, so, Brent Covey is just a Utah legend through and through. Obviously, all of the great things he did uh, for the university, at the university, being a part of a plethora of monumental teams, and now being a part of what might be the Super Bowl winning team. You yes. know, I mean, the Eagles, the last time they won the Super Bowl was five years ago, would give Philly um, a heck of an end of the year. You know, Penn State, I don't know how many Philly fans really claim them as their team. But obviously they won the Rose Bowl. Uh, the yeah. Philadelphia Phillies just made the World Series and now the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. So Crazy. really great year um, for the city of Philadelphia. And Brent Covey's right in the middle of it. You know, he's getting real playing time. He's seen the field. He won his job. He is a real player on this Eagles team. He gets real playing time and is really making his presence felt. You know, he had a really good game in the regular season. Um, I mean, he's out there. Just his teammates haven't really been doing their job, you know. I mean, I would really love to see him uh, have a good return or two. But that doesn't happen unless uh, unless the, the players can block. And hats off to Mitch, Mitch Wisnowski as well because all yep. those punts that he had were hanging in the air for five, six seconds. So really giving his guys a chance to get down there and make sure Brent Covey um, couldn't make an impact because we all know Mitch knows that Covey is one mm-hmm. of the best in the game when it comes to returning punts as they were both teammates at the University of Utah. So 
Really cool to see Britain um, in the Super Bowl. It's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, you got the Kelsey brothers going at it in that one, too. Yeah. So just a lot of great storylines uh, um, within what should be a tremendous Super Bowl game. And couldn't be more happy for Britton Covey. And it's awesome that he's uh, putting a good painting, a good painting, a good picture for the University of Utah while he's doing it. Hashtag Covey to the house SB that we need to get that trending, manifesting yeah. it into existence. I just oh, man, I want him to take one to the so bad just on the Super Bowl stage, everything like that. Utah Twitter, honestly, NFL Twitter would just go nuts. And then you can hear all the broadcasters bringing out all these Britain Covey things about how long he was in college for and everything like that. It would be, <laughs> it would be outstanding. My other request on um, this one, probably a little bit more. It, look, it's just very hard to return. Obviously, kickoffs, punts, anything like that in the Super Bowl, especially um, Covey hasn't been able to score one yet this season. And part of that is because of the blocking, as you mentioned. Um, they'll do a photo shoot because it's Super Bowl week. I really want Jordan Davis and him to do one where Jordan Davis holds him up like the Lion King. I think that would be absolutely any, any, anything with those two the size contrast um eagles have a really good left tackle um i forget the guy's name now he's really there's good a, i don't know which one's the left which one's the right but mulata is yes the one no the mulata, the left. he's the left one yeah because there's the a picture of mulata right next to covey they're walking yeah, back to the room absolutely and it was just like yeah, yeah crazy oh, and then also shout out to shout out to brian johnson eagles yeah. quarterbacks coach obviously utah legend mm-hmm. um has groomed a lot of great quarterbacks throughout the course of his his coaching career you know starting with dak prescott back at mississippi state back in 2014 and 15 you know dak was not the most highly touted quarterback coming out of high school. Brian Johnson did a really good job developing him. Uh, he coached Kyle Trask and uh, Kyle Pitts over at Florida that one year that they almost made the playoff of the COVID year. That offense was electric. They had a ton of great players, and Brian Johnson got the best out of tra- Kyle Trask, made sure he was able to deliver uh, the football on time to Kadarius Toney um, mm-hmm. and Kyle Pitts, et cetera. That was a great offense. So, And then obviously we saw him make the jump to the NFL from there. And we've seen Jalen Hurts turn into just an absolute yes. – Beast on the football field, probably one of the favorites to win the MVP. He's the mm-hmm. favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. And Brian Johnson, I think, is a, a big part of that, a big a driving factor in the development of Jalen Hurts. And obviously, he's a Utah legend. So got to give uh, some respect to him as well. And Alex Whittingham back in the Super Bowl, too, with the right? Chiefs. Yeah. So great. Op- Either way, someone with ties to the Utah football program in one way or another is going to be a Super Bowl champion. And that's for the second consecutive season, too. So that's always great to say it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. You know what else is fun is heading over to UteZone.com. Dante, what kind of stuff do you have cooking up over there? Utes in the NFL, um, as per usual. And then as as we inch more towards spring ball, just some stuff covering just the team and overall storylines and, and whatnot. Probably going to have something up about Tyler Huntley if – if he's actually able to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think he is yeah. like pretty much locked in. It's all but all but done. So we'll have someone about that. And just the rest of the guys that are that are still playing right now. And then obviously we got transfer portal news and things of that sort um coming up. So I'll I'll try my best to um cover that as best as possible. But yeah, I appreciate you for having me on JT like always. Always great, Dante. I, I I probably shouldn't say this, but it is driving me nuts. I love Tyler Huntley, but the fact that he's going to get in over Trevor Lawrence just really irks me. Is because Trevor Lawrence has been so good this season. I love Tyler Huntley, but by the yeah. time the Pro Bowl voting had closed, he actually hadn't even thrown a touchdown pass yet. This starts, so it's just this was things. I love Tyler. The I one that was weird good. in my opinion was was Tua. Tua like was first in. Well, the I thought Tua was ahead of him. Those. I thought it was the injury. Is Tua not ahead of him? Oh, maybe. Okay, that must be what it is because he yeah. he. But that was before. Like he led the entire NFL in fan votes and didn't get in. Yeah, it's like it's the way weird it works how it, is, it's how it all works. But you know what? Yeah. One, yeah, we said earlier, good things happen to good people. I'm very happy for Tyler Huntley if he does get in, because based on what he's been through and how hard he's worked, great opportunity for him. So it's going to be fun, something fun to watch and check out. Also something fun to watch and check out, because we so appreciate you making this your first listen every single day. For your second listen, we rec- mention, recommend you check out Locked On College Basketball, where experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
podcast. Appreciate Dante as always for joining us. That'll do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but see you tomorrow.